What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Give me the flats of dawn with plenty of tailing fish and the perfect fly rod and get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust nice fish. and help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. It's going to be an interesting night tonight here at Kayak Fishing Radio. Um, tonight we're going to talk about a 35-foot great white shark that doesn't exist that uh, is shown on television and acted out by horrible actors of some kind of boat capsizing situation off the coast of Africa that you'd never heard of before, but Discovery Channel decided that they were going to uh, 
make a, a two-hour-long special about, much like mermaids and other things, megalodons and so sad what, what Shark Week has become. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, it used to be about sharks, like real sharks, sharks that actually live and swim in the oceans and whatever. Anyway, I am the host of the Monday Night Kickoff Show, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Normally joining me, as always, would be Mr. Pepe Vidal. However, the Cuban one is over on the West Coast with his family, enjoying a little bit of a vacation. So joining me in his place, the one, the only, Mr. Captain Alex Garichki. Trying to fill some big little Cuban shoes. (laughs) Oh, it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. So today I got a, I learned a few things this evening, actually just prior to the show starting. I learned a few things like, I guess I'm a puppet master. So if anybody has any questions about how to use puppets, feel free to reach out and contact me apparently on Facebook. Whatever. Freaking childish drama bull crap. Uh, yeah, so tonight's show brought to you as always in part by PowerPole. Shallow water anchor systems. Uh, if you haven't seen a micro power pole yet on a kayak, check out YouTube or give me a shout. I'll be more than happy to send you over a few pictures or a video of mine. I know Alex has a couple. I've got one, and Peppy's got one as well, and Alan and a couple other folks. I know a couple guys in our group who are looking to maybe purchase one in the near future. One of my favorite tools that I've added to my Hobie. And uh, since I don't have a native boy on the on the uh, show tonight, we'll, we'll go ahead and say that this show is also partially brought to you by Hobie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I kind of actually like the ring of that. You might just need to... Peppy, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> oh, man. Anyhow. Let's see what's going down. We got some people there in the chat room. We got uh, Dave Zim- uh, Dean Zimmerman. We got Gator Dave. A couple guests: uh, Wade, the engineer; Mike Welsh; Randy English; Old Tucker Calhoun's in there as well. <clears throat> guests that are listening, if you want to join into the chat room and get involved, you can always sign in by way of using your Facebook or your uh, Twitter account. If you leave one of those windows open on your browser. And then click that button. It'll pop you right into uh, the chat room with a name there, so you can feel free to chit-chat amongst those that are in the chat room. Tonight we have two prize packs to give away, one of which has been donated to us by our good friend Stephen Lester. Steve is a very accomplished angler uh, working on a project called Wild Florida Outdoors, WFO for short. And so uh, that first prize pack is donated by him. Appreciate that, brother. And uh, check out what he's got going on, if you don't mind, over there on Facebook, Wild Florida Outdoors. Got some really cool videos, some really cool stills. I mean, him and Randy just went and did some tarpon fishing the other day and got on some tarpon, which is pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Got a decent little cast of characters there who's going to be helping him out with his endeavors along the way. And uh, the other one, of course, much much anticipated, 
um, Yeti 20 ounce Rambler. So somebody will win a Yeti 20 ounce Rambler. We'll figure out how we're going to do that at some point before the end of the, uh, the show there. And so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Standby. What's going on here? That he wasn't in it. Oh, there you go. Uh, Wade said he went and saw the Everyday, Everyday Push movie again last night. Man, I wish I could have made it. Uh, the Levi family were down to one vehicle at the moment. My Ford F-150 decided to kick the bucket. So uh, I got to get it fixed. Don't really know what's going on with it, but couldn't make it out there because of the one vehicle situation. Didn't want to bring the kids out there. And uh, he says that he was given Mr. Johnson Outdoors Canine a little bit of uh, crap because he was in a native boat during the movie. Well, you know, things happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So we got Chris Brand just showed up, Mr. Pig Hunter himself, Pig Hunter extraordinaire. That guy's been slaying some pigs. I just saw that he put together a nice-looking trap put together in the woods in between storm cells today. But uh, Alex. Yes, sir. Mr. Local Lines Charters. That is me. The, uh, Tell me, you want, what, uh, what have you yeah. been up to, man? I, I've seen, I saw that you went out and you and, and your boy went out and you guys killed some mangrove snappers. Yep. Went again last night. How'd you do? We did pretty good. Had some fun, that's for sure. Nice. The, uh... The the bigger fish weren't wanting to cooperate last night, but we played with a lot of little fish and had a good good mix, a little variety in there. Some lane snappers, had some redfish and some black drum and black drum hitting cut bait, which was kind of odd, but good fun. So yeah, I guess if they're well, hungry, love, they're hungry. That's why I love the port, man. You know, it's a, such a mixed bag. Every time you go to check it out, you never know what you're going to catch there. You know. Yeah, that's 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 the beauty of it, and you can you know you can fish out towards the the jetties or the ocean and and be looking at one kind of set of fish, and then you can go to the back of it and and almost target a whole you know whole different list of fish. So it's uh it's definitely a great spot. Been spending some time getting used to the new boat ramp and uh, and everything like that. You want to make sure I'm you know feeling comfortable with it when clients start showing up and going out there. So yeah, indeed. Um, let's see what else is going down. Um, I'm just checking on the chat room real quick. Tucker went out and got some mangrove snappers out of his PA-14, uh, his first official slime on the boat, I think, and which is pretty awesome. And also did a little bit of cleanup at the same time, which is much appreciated. And speaking of cleanup, uh, go ahead and mark down on your calendars-ish. I am going to be planning a trash tournament okay not a trash can slam a trash a tournament. trash yeah like like junk like crap that you find in the water that people have left behind all right we're gonna we're gonna plan this tournament for probably late november early december sometime in there in that time frame give us some time to kind of put it together also too should be nice and cool out by then no one will be out there having heat stroke, trying to gather up a whole bunch of trash. Um, and typically, too, the water's a bit cleaner, and uh, you can spot trash on the bottom of the, of the lagoon or on the river. 
a little bit easier. Uh, our plan is to have a couple of different ways to collect said trash. So if you wanted to go out and do some trash collecting out of a boat, you're more than welcome to do that. If you want to do it on land, you're more than welcome to do that. If you want to do it from a kayak, you're more than welcome to do that as well. There will be separate categories for each uh, mode of transportation, I guess, would be the best way to put it. This way here, a guy in kayak a boat. Kayak category. Yeah, kayak category, boat category, walking on the side of the road category, you know, whatever. And what we'll do is we'll have some sort of prizes figured out for those who capture the most trash um, and then whoever, you know, in each category. And then uh, maybe some runner-up type prizes. We'll see how, how well that turns out. And then we'll also do uh, – we'll also do – um, the most unique piece of trash, which is always fun. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to find out there in the refuge. But uh, there's there some interesting stuff laying on the bottom. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that that's that. We'll be planning. Like I said, we'll be planning that. It'll be a joint effort with a couple of other uh, organizations and such to make that happen. Um, very excited about it. Hope everybody can come out and attend. Uh, also, too, of course, don't forget, October is right around the corner, which means one thing. What's it mean, Alex? Oh, the mullet run. The mullet run. So when you're out there and you're looking around for something to do and you're throwing topwater plugs and you're doing this and you're doing that and you see these mullets getting destroyed, it's going to be awesome. Uh, what coincides with the mullet run, you may ask? Something that only happens two times a year that's absolutely awesome. That those who have enjoyed said activity could, are the only ones that could truly understand its power. Anybody? I know what it is, but I ain't giving it away right now. Anybody? Anybody in the chat room? Anybody? First one to come up might be a winner of a prize pack. What happens in October that only happens two times a year? Wow. Randy English Cricket, wins. Huh? <laughs> oh, good. The boondoggle. Boondoggle. Randy English wins the prize pack. Boondoggle. So, uh... <laughs> Two times a year the boondoggle happens, February and October. Uh, if you have not been to a boondoggle, you're questioning me right now as to why I just got all excited about a boondoggle. He said rigged. <laughs> uh, if you're questioning why I just got all excited about a boondoggle, well, I'll tell you why. Because it's a lot of fun. Because it's the one time or two times a year where you can go to a different location than you're accustomed to being at. Unfortunately for us, it's in our backyard. Not a big deal, but still. And uh, we are very, very excited to uh, to have it here and to have the mullet run coincide with the boondoggle, which should definitely make it very interesting. How many people reserved sites so far, Chuck? I don't know. I'm not in charge of that. Um, I, I've, I'm, I'm merely just helping to spread the word. I have nothing to do with this particular boondoggle. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you have never heard of a boondoggle, you can, uh, you can go 
online to kayakfishingboondoggle.com. Check out their website. They've got all the information you'll ever need to know about a boondoggle there. Um, that sound is the sound of my Yeti Rambler. Sounds, sounds pretty it. empty there, buddy. It's not, actually. It's almost completely full. I don't have much ice in it. I didn't only put like six cubes in there, but uh, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those shows tonight. So I wanted to make sure I have more liquid than I had ice. Um, yeah. So, uh, lots of fun. We're going to, the Space Coast Kayak Angler contingency is planning a bunch of really cool things. Um, one of which is, uh, we're going to, we're going to plan to do a, slip and slide shot contest I, I saw that post about the the beer the slip and slide beer pong it's definitely uh yeah we might want to might want to call the you might want to call your insurance company prior to and but we'll get it taken care of <laughs> nah we'll be fine so um <laughs> walk Seems it legit. off anyways <laughs> oh man but yeah so anyhow we're um what was going to say We've, we're going to do some cookouts, too. We're going to have some food in and around our tent areas. I hope that everybody uh, brings tons of stuff as well to, to cook up and eat. It's always a good time had by all just to kind of hang out and, uh, you know, just have a good time. Like I say, it's 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 neat, man. You'll, you'll meet guys like Gator Dave and and uh, who else? Who else comes in from the West Coast typically for a boondoggle? He's pretty much Steve uh, Steve Gibson. Um, then you've got guys in Jacksonville that come down all the time. We usually get a few people from Virginia Beach and Jack and uh, sorry uh, the Carolinas and Georgia, and so it's it's neat, man. You'll meet some people and you'll make friends that you'll keep for a lot of years to come. So there you go. Well, my first boondoggle was the last Cars Park boondoggle, and I haven't. I haven't missed one since, except for the uh, the one that we did or that they did up at uh, uh, Georgia. What was that, Crooked Mile or something like that? Um, it was right before the AFWC tournament, and that was the only reason I didn't go to that one. I've been to every one since. So. Yeah. Anyhow, definitely. Well, tell us tell us definitely. a little bit about what's going on in 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 your in your backyard, brother. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with. Uh, with the no motor zone, fishing wise. Fishing wise in the no motor zone, it's been good. There's definitely been, you know, the typical this time of year, uh, you know, tarpon moving around in any any uh, inshore waters or ditches or canals or outflows. Some of those, you know, obviously you can't go interior of anything. I think there was a post on that earlier this week, or uh, a day or two ago, that somebody was up in. And Buck Creek, which is always a big no-no. You don't want to do that unless you like getting visited with by guys with guns. But, um, you know, the red fishing, of course, is good. And uh, the big breeders are here. And they're certainly in the no-motor zone. And it's definitely a place to go get them. Obviously, you want to take care of those fish. You know that, Chuck. They, uh, You know, you're fishing for the biggest fish we have in our lagoon at the probably worst time you could possibly fight a large fish in our lagoon which is right now, um, you know, that water's about as hot as it gets. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a time where you don't, you don't bring, you don't bring a knife to the gunfight basically is the way you put it, you know, 
as uh, as many people find out, when you do hook wet 30, 45 pound fish, it ain't stopping unless you got something to stop it. And if you can't stop it, then you can't fight it fast, and and you risk you know killing off the fish. So, but um, I know you guys that all uh, you guys uh, the tarpon stuff that uh, Mr. Lester and you guys did. But uh, you know the tarpon are thick as they get everywhere right now, as you know. So there's a lot of good stuff happening right now for sure. Cool. Um, what else is going on in the Banana River? Anything else going on in the Banana River south of there? Anything? You know, truthfully, the Banana River has actually stayed cleaner than anywhere else. Um, pretty much until you get too far south in the Banana, the water's been dirty and up a little bit. Um, I know over the past couple of trips, which have only been over the past few days into the Indian River that I've taken, uh, the water's gotten subsequently worse and worse every time I've gone in. But we're in the thick of it right now. This is our yearly time, you know. Um, anybody who's spent some time here, Chuck, I know you have. Um, some of our listeners have. Some of our listeners haven't. They haven't been around the lagoons as long or haven't been as involved in fishing the lagoons and maybe don't quite know the cycles and the way everything kind of works out. But every year this year, every time, every year at this time of year, we get that, you know, that late summer nasty water. And, um, and it can really, it can damper your fishing, especially in kayaks, because you're kind of limited. You can't pick up and run 10 miles down the river to go find a patch of clean water. Um, so you kind of got to deal the hand you're dealt. But, um, and the Indian River, um, the Banana River, like I said, has been kind of clean. But the Indian River, where I was finding that dirty water, there were still tarpon and lots of them. And they were having a good old time in the dirty water. They could care less. And, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, finding cleaner water and finding, finding bait movement, which will signify clean enough water and also signify water that has enough oxygen, is, is mandatory at this time of year if you're going to be looking to put, you know, quality fish in your boat or, or next to your kayak, however you want to do it. So, Right we, on. Uh, I know we, I know I've been trying to get you out there to do some snapper, but we're going to have to get you out there to do something here sooner or later. I know you've been hurting a little bit late here, late here Chuck, not getting out fishing enough. So, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, par for the course, I guess. I mean, it's not for, not for good, for good purpose, I guess, or not for good reasoning why I haven't had any time, you know, but, um, well, it's, 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 it's tough to, uh, it's tough to establish one of the best, uh, tackle shops on the East coast. So, you know, it takes a little, it takes a little work to do that. I appreciate the love, man, as always. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, huh. I just need to stay off the other social media network right now because I'm getting really aggravated. Um, yeah, I went ahead and uh, just stepped away from my computer. <laughs> yeah. Put it on speaker. Put it on speaker and stepped away. So, so ridiculous. It is anyway. what it is. You, you, yeah, you, well, you know, there can't be any expectation of privacy in life if you put it out to social media. Um, you know, expect to be scrutinized. Expect to be looked at. And... And if you can't take the heat, then that's going to be the situation. You know, you just can't take it. Um, you know, when you when you put yourself out there as a public figure and as as making statements and, and doing whatever, 
you know, you got to stand by them because they're you're gonna you know rise or fall by them. So. Yeah, and by the way, folks, we're not talking about me. I'm just we're. It, it is what it is. We'll just leave it at that. Whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I've been I've been hearing nothing but great things about the tarpon fishery here from a, a ton of people, um, and uh, you know it's it's been it's been it's been quite eye opening to a lot of folks who, I guess, in the past haven't thought before that there are legitimate numbers of tarpon to be had in and around our area, and. Uh, I had a gentleman who was in our in our shop the other day, and he said the same exact thing. He's like, I told him, I said, right now, man, you know, tarpon's pretty much where it's at. I mean, they're really on fire. Things have been really good with them. And, uh, you know, he was like, what? Tarpon? Here? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, man. You got to get down south, and you got to – I said, you know, people think you got to get down south, and you got to fish around Sebastian and further south than that, and – we have a very viable tarpon fishery here now. Every now and again, you come across a big one. Every now and again. Most of the time, they're small, but every now and again, you come across a big one. Um, a lot of folks ask, what can you throw at them? Well, I mean, talking to Randy English and talking to uh, Stephen Lester, uh, those guys have been doing really, really good on the bank floors. I see Ricky just showed up there in the chat room, um, throwing the pimp and shrimp and throwing the uh, – Mangrove mercenaries and the flats creepers. Um, I do real well on the tarpon on fly. I also do pretty good on them throwing uh, Slayer SSTs. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone kind of has their own method. I mean, really, truly, it's all about presentation. If you put it in front of them, they're hungry. They're probably going to smack it. Uh, a live finger mullet, obviously, would probably get bit before most anything else or, or a good-sized shrimp um, would get picked up as well. So, um, the areas where people most of the time find these fish are areas that, um, may or may not be on the beaten path. You know, you may have to get off and do a little exploring from time to time to find them, but, uh, you'll find them along the edges of most of the, uh, most of the flats and stuff like that down South in the mosquito lagoon, down around Eddy Creek from time to time, there tends to be some down there. I know Wade's caught a couple of them down there throwing DOA airheads. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of uh, getting out there and getting after it and, you know, putting in the time on the water and figuring it out where they should be, you know. And the beauty, the beauty of our area, I will say this, and I think Alex will back me up, the beauty about the Space Coast, it's not really that hard to figure out. Spend some time on the water. Nothing really changes from season to season. Fish typically I shouldn't say that. Things change from season to season, but things don't typically change year to year, season by season. So, like, in other words, uh, if you went fishing right now in the summertime and then went did the same thing next year, chances are most of what you're going to be doing is exactly the same as what you did the year prior. At least for me it is. What do you think, Alex? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's it's with the lagoons being the way they are and the way we have no tide cycles, no nothing like that. Patterns, re, re, uh, you know, repeat themselves year after year after year, and um, that's where year after year after year, you know, once you start recognizing those patterns, then you can kind of get a little deeper into it and you can expand your fishing, I believe, and become a better fisherman or woman. So, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's 
it's pretty simplistic once you kind of get a couple of uh, about about a good season or two underneath your belt. Uh, spring and I would say fall. Spring and fall to me are two seasons that you can go hit the river, hit the lagoon, and you're going to pretty quickly figure out what's going on, you know. Um, and that, that those those particular bites, the baits, and that kind of thing, they all kind of carry over really well throughout the summer, and then then again into the winter time. So um, the key is just speeding things up and slowing them down. So um, you know, we get a lot of guys that come. What's that? One of the well, one of the biggest things I wanted to, to stay on those tarpon real quick because you know you did a really good a good job laying it out there, and you know with that. You know, simply saying the, the the small finger mullet, you know, anything that imitates that is what's going to be really good. Um, there's something that happens this time of year, and I've been stressing it on a lot of my, my social media posts because I like to keep people informed. But, um, you know, this time of year, especially in areas that are heavy grass, I know there's areas of our lagoons right now that still haven't rebounded very well, but there are areas that are extremely heavy in grass. Um, those places, you know, they get that, that oxygen, oxygen crash every single day. And it happens from 4.30 in the morning till about 7 in the morning. And in that time, those tarpon are king. And, man, that's when you get those wide-open flats that are full tarpon, and they're eating nothing but minnows. You know, that, that mullet imitation is great, but like you said, if you can pick up a fly rod, even if you don't know how to throw it, I mean, if you can get the thing 15, 20 feet out and there's tarpon smashing minnows all around you, your money, you're going to get hit. It's one of the best ways to do it. You can't, it's hard to imitate a, 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 an inch-long you know, glass minnow, but a fly can certainly do it. So. Yeah. They'll, uh, and that's, the beaut- you know, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot, is, especially in the shop, is uh, the fly is often overlooked by a lot of people because it's intimidating to get into fly fishing and I'll tell you, there's a lot of times where there's something about that fly, dude. They just, they just want it. They just eat it, and they eat it much better than they do most other things. But we got another caller on the line. I believe this may be Mr. Noah. Noah? Is it Noah? 482 number? Is that Noah? And you're going back on hold. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Noah check had that to go refill it. Yeah, Noah had to go refill his Yeti Rambler. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it, what, what's really interesting, and we, we've been talking about it quite a bit on social media and um, at the shop, too. We talk quite a bit about it. Um, when guys like Ricky come in, Ricky Banks from Banks Lures, or when uh, Derwood Roberts from um, Adventurous Custom Rods walks in, and you get to talking to these guys who have been around here for a long, long time. And uh, okay, so I guess that's not Noah, <laughs> another three two one number. Anyhow, um, I'll figure it out. So uh, anyhow, you get to talking to these guys who've been around for a long time, and you, and you hear their tips and their techniques and the way they do things and their theory on why fish do this and why fish do that. And then if you were to take some of that and then roll that into the things that you've learned, it's pretty impressive to see just how, uh, how well some of those old, those old tricks and old um, tactics can, 
you know, converge into a, a good fishing day for you, you know. Um, there's some stuff that I've heard from other guys, too, that have been around here for a long, long time. And, and you know, I've been fishing in this area for 25-plus years. I know Alex has been here his entire life. And, um, you know, we never you'll, you'll never know everything, and it's always neat to pick up new tricks. But there's been a few tricks I've learned over the last couple of weeks even that, I can't wait to get out and play around with and see what, see what things turn into that way. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because for instance, right. I've got a guy who comes in and he's talking to me about, uh, fishing a drop shot rig. Now I fish drop shot rigs from time to time in the, in the river in the winter time for redfish. If they're laid down in the grass, it's a pretty cool way to keep your lure above the grass and keep it, kind of in their face a bit more. And um, what was I going to say? So anyway, he's telling me about this drop shot rig that he does, but the difference is he uses fresh dead shrimp. Doesn't use live shrimp, uses fresh dead shrimp. And the reason why he uses fresh dead shrimp is because they're more pliable. They tend to bounce a little bit more, dance a little bit more underwater. And, you know, you, you can sling them. You don't have to worry about their heads flying off, or if you rig them backwards like I do when I cast them, you don't need to worry about, you know, killing them when they hit the water already dead. So that was pretty neat. And I never really thought about using a shrimp on a drop shot rig like that. Um, I've thrown plenty of, you know, uh, weighted, unweighted and weighted shrimp out in front of schools of fish and uh, or throwing them around bridge pilings or mangroves and that kind of thing, but never would have thought about using more of a drop shot style rig for, uh, for a shrimp. So I mean it's 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 uh it's interesting. You've got all kinds of uh of cool things though. Uh it, of cool techniques and tips and and whatnot, you know. I mean I'm sit around and I listen to Steve Lester talk and you talk about a dude that gets back to basics. That that guy's fishing with a four pound mono or six pound mono all the time. Um doesn't really like to use braid very often unless he absolutely has to and he's using little little super light setups when he's trying to catch 20 pound tarpon and it's awesome it's really cool to see that you know uh, because it works it can work you know it, it could be very productive and it could turn a bite on when otherwise you might not get that bite so uh yeah very interesting very interesting what else you got to add there alex are you there still or did i lose you oh no you got me yep you're there Sorry, I had to I had to refill my not Yeti Rambler because mine decided to ramble its way off my skiff. <laughs> I was I was I was a little light in the drink department. If I had my big Yeti Rambler that I need to go pick up from Kayak by Bo or KBB Outfitters, I meant, then I wouldn't have had to refill so quickly. There you go. So, so what else? So you know, I was just I don't know if you heard it, but I was talking about drop shot rigs. Uh, a guy came yeah, in. We were talking about fishing drop shot rigs. What else you got to add? You know, I mean, we did that, that seminar at your shop, actually, you know, kind of bringing back some of those things that I remember from when I was a kid and that my dad used and my grandpa even used um, in the area. And, uh, you know, some of the things like the 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 uh, topwater lure with a trailing jig, you know, a light jig or a fly behind the topwater lure, which is absolutely deadly. Um, and it's arguably where the, the DOA deadliest combo came from for the most part, you know, that and the, the popping cork. Um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, having an open mind when you're a fisherman is, is, you know, paramount to success. 
and uh, listening to somebody who's been on the water for years, and even if somebody's been on the water for years and, and, and hasn't fished in years, listening to how they used to go about things, you know, can, can lead to some great success and, and uh, you know, expand your fishing knowledge for sure. But, um, you know, there's a, a, a lot of, I, I, I hate to call them kind of forgotten, you know, methods or, or techniques, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that falls by the wayside and uh, for newer, you know, fads and things of that nature. Like you were saying about Steve, you know, using the four and six pound mono, um, I, there's nothing I love more than some eight pound mono, you know, but the fad of the day is everybody throws a braid. So when clients get on and want to see braid, you know, I give them a broad full braid. If I had my, on the flats, if I had my, my preference, I'd throw nothing but mono. Um, even though you lose some of the, you know, some of the casting distance and stuff like that, your ability to work a fish and, 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 uh, and actually play a, you know, a typical size fish is so much better. But, um, you know, you don't want to, you definitely don't want to lose sight of the, the old timers and what they have to say and, and what they, what they've done for years. Cause it works, you know, it all works. So. Cause after all, they are really just, after all, they're really just fish, you know, I mean, it's, it's all up to preference and how you want to do it, you know, stepping out of the box, like doing a drop shot rig in a foot of water. I remember a few years back, it might have even been longer, what was it, flash class or something like that, they were using a drop shot rig with soft plastics and putting it in front of fish and thick grass um, to keep that, that bait just up above the grass. And uh, they were killing it, you know. And I've, I've tried it, arguably not probably as many times as I should, but, um, you know, it's, it's having an open mind to things like that is, you know, going to one of our bridges that aren't really known for anything crazy big in the lagoon and, and putting a 12-inch mullet out on a on a dang boat rod or something like that or a full crab down on a boat rod. And you end up with a giant red or, or a snook or something. You know, you you got to keep an open mind and you got to kind of poke around and try different things, that's for sure. Yeah, indeed. And then, of course, there's always the uh, illustrious cut bait. Nothing wrong with thro- nothing wrong with throwing some cut bait if you feel that you absolutely have to throw cut bait. Um, I try not to do it typically because it's just really not my cup of tea. I don't really have patience because I have ADD. I don't have patience to sit around and wait for something to come along and eat a chunk of mullet on the bottom. I'll just call it the day saver. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean. Truly, that's what it could be. It could be used for. Um, I throw bait if I'm throwing for specific species, as we talked about before on the show. Um, you know, flounder, mangrove snappers, and things like that. Of course, I'm going to use bait as opposed to, excuse me, really targeting them on artificials. I can get plenty of flounders on artificials, but I find that if I'm using a eight inch or nine inch mullet. I'm pretty much going to uh, eliminate most of the small little spot flounder, three-spot flounder from the gulf side. I'm going to go straight for the doormats using a bait that size. However, you know, to each his own. I'm not big into it. It's just not my thing, as I said. So it's very effective. There's no doubt about it. I mean, at the end of the day, let's not kid ourselves. Redfish are basically glorified spot-tailed catfish. I mean, they're not 
they they can be tricky, but at most times they're they're very easy to catch. They're very simplistic creatures, like you said. Don't let's not forget that they're fish at the end of the day. Um, their brains are like the size of my thumbnail. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't you don't seriously. You really don't have to overthink red fishing. Oh, you know, a lot of people go crazy over it, but it is it, it's. You know, arguably, though, there are a lot of people that will say that if you catch redfish consistently in our area, at the lagoons, because our redfish are as educated as it comes, that you can probably catch redfish just about anywhere else. You know, but like you said, it is. It's a, it is a glorified catfish. It will not refuse 99.9% of the time a piece of cut bait, just like a dirty old catfish won't. You know, there's just ways to, there's just tricks and ways to kind of try to eliminate the catfish problem and, and target nothing but the bigger, better fish and, um, and really do, you know, do good work with them as opposed to, you know, just kind of sitting there wailing on catfish, hardheads one right after another. You know, it's nothing more frustrating than hearing people say, oh, go so cut bait. And you go out and soak cut bait, and you catch 5,000 hardhead catfish and not a single redfish. Well, it wasn't that you were necessarily in the wrong spot or whatever. It's maybe that you were actually physically, technically in the wrong spot or using the wrong bait. You know, not just any bait is the best. It's, you know, you want nice, fresh bait. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to not have to cast net, but sometimes if you're going to, you know, if you're going to go well-rounded and, you know, I can – I can take up a fly rod and throw it just as efficient probably as I can. Well, I don't know about that because I'm pretty good with my big net. You know, pick up my 12-foot cast net and drop it in 45 foot of water for pogies. You know, you gotta you gotta work yourself into be, being well-rounded, and uh, it makes you more successful. So, indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. <laughs> so we got a we have a Yeti Rambler 20 ouncer giveaway we're at 8 42 tonight i don't really foresee us going much past nine o'clock got some some things i need to take care of here this evening um so once you think about a way to give away said rambler there mr alex just take a few minutes to figure it out see what you uh see what you want to do and um yeah we'll figure it we'll figure out some way listen now folks here's here's how this works all right We've got a few people in the chat room tonight, and we've got a couple of guests that are I see that are in there. Guests, you still have a few minutes if you want to try and jump on and uh, and log in. You can do so using your Facebook or Twitter account if you have one or one or the other um, in the little login section, and get a chance to win one of these prized cups. Which you know, wherever you're at, you know, wherever you may call home, I'll send it to your house. Send it to your house. Anyhow, so with that being said, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's the tarpon fishery to me is one of those that listen. If I have an opportunity to go out and uh, and fish for even juvenile tarpon, I will pass up going looking for redfish and and trout snook and most other species um there's something about there's just something about a uh a, a tarpon that 
it's just different, man. Maybe perhaps because it's one of the world's oldest game fish. Um, but it's, uh, they're just really, really cool. And the fact that they're humbling, I mean, you can hook seven of them on fly and out of the seven, if you land one, you've done a pretty darn good job, especially the small ones. Um, most of the time too, on live bait, if you're throwing a finger mullet to them or whatever, you may hook a whole bunch of them, but, uh, you know, you're going to end up losing a handful. So it's, it's, it's a hard fish to catch at times. It's an easy fish to catch at other times. And it's just, it's one of those species, man, that just, you know, they, they get you, you get the, you get the itch, you know, to go after them and, and find them. But, uh, oh, well, think of anything. Yeah. Think you of know, anything else? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a funny thing about the, you know, the tarpon and, I know there's a certain somebody that we all love very dearly, and, and God knows I love her very much, too. Um, she's as awesome as it gets, Miss Tammy Wilson. And uh, she kind of was like, oh, they've always been here. But I actually, month, about a month ago, said that this quite possibly could be the summer of tarpon in our lagoons. And I don't necessarily say that standing on no feet. I um, grew up on Chuck, you know, and, and those who, who know me or have gone down that road with me and listened to my stories of the past um, know of the street that I grew up on and, you know, what it was in its heyday. And I had the place to myself because it was closed at the time and I was a kid with a dog, so they didn't kick me out. Um, and, you know, I have a – there is something about a tarpon that gets down inside of you and I – to the detriment probably to some of my clients will get those tarpon blinders on and, and it's all they can do to hardly pull me away from them to be done with the charter or do whatever, something different. Um, you know, it's a, it's an addicting fish and it, it is a challenging fish. It's one of the most prehistoric fish in the world and certainly one of the most prehistoric fish you'll catch in our lagoons. Um, you know, short of maybe a sawfish, I think might be a little bit older, but, I mean, you know, they're well-tuned. They've been around a long time. And uh, even at small sizes, their mouth is hard as a dinner plate. And unless you find those little edges and the little gaps in between the clippers, you're not, you know, your hook's not going to find purchase. And, uh, and it's, you know, unfortunately going to be one of those things that, you know, it, it, it'll get you. And then what what ends up usually happening is you go, you get on some tarpon, you jump a couple and maybe land one, and then it's all over from there. You can't think about nothing more than going back to whatever little ditch or flat or wherever it was you found them and hoping that they're rolling again. You know, it's it's an addiction, that's for sure. And that's, that's why, you know, that's why people spend big bucks and, you know, travel a lot of distance to go and, and fish them in different areas and in different ways and, you know, as much as I love our juvenile fish in the lagoons, which I do love, you know, there is nothing wrong with those big, big bruisers that are out off the beach, you know, and, and, uh, you know, something, you know, something seeing a, you know, 150 pound tarpon come flying out of the water, you know, especially when you're hooked onto it with a kayak, that makes it even yes, more sir. interesting. So, well, with that being said, you know, I'm going to hit a real quick commercial spot. Alex and I are going to talk well, during this commercial spot. Yep. We're going to figure out how we're going to give away this Yeti cooler, this Yeti, well, Yeti cooler, Yeti Rambler. Don't get too excited. I slipped my tongue. Um, and uh, we'll be back in 31 seconds. 
give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome eat! I got one! Oh, damn, I got him, I got him, I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. That was good. Now, Bonefish Tarpon Trust, man, I'll tell you what, Bonefish Tarpon Trust does a phenomenal job of trying to gather as much data and uh, information as they can on not only tarpon, but also snook and uh, bonefish as well and permit. Um, they, they're, doing, they're doing a little bit of everything now down there, so those guys are doing a great job. You just can't, you know, can't, uh, can't thank them enough for all in which they do, so... With that being said, Alice Gritschke, sorry, Captain Alice Ye- Gritschke. Yes, sir. Yeah, I went to school for that, hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it's, it, it is actually, you know, a lot of people scoff at that, and that's um, one thing that, uh, not to sidebar us too far, but, you know, I know Mr. Mixon, and there's a couple other people. Um, I know Mr. Mixon's a, a you know, frequent or two of the show and also the chat room. Um, he and some other people have been working hard on, on kind of uh, legitimizing the kayak side of guiding, and um, I'm all for that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of cliche to say that, you know, me going to a class after owning boats since I was 12 years old and being on the water since basically I've been born, um, you know, helped me be a better mariner. But, uh, you know, it did. And, and having some kind of checks and balances is always good. So thank you for the captain, sir. No problem, sir. And, of course, well deserved. And, of course, well. and of course, I love some captain, so it don't go far. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, man. How do you want to, uh, how do you want to give away this, this Yeti Rambler, 20-ounce Rambler? All right. We are going to, for the special, special Yeti Rambler that I am not in possession of one at this moment in time, but I swear not to jump the gun and beat everybody to it because I'm a good guy. Um, We are going to, I am going to post on Facebook a question on my Local Lines Guide Service Facebook page, and the first person to answer a good comment, I don't want something cheesy, a good comment to that that post on my Local Lines Guide Service Facebook page will win the Yeti Rambler. Boom. So you may want to jump on the Facebook and get prepared because as soon as Alex puts it up, the first person to answer it with a legitimate answer will win the cup. And it is up as we speak, so we'll see who's quick out there. Uh, there we go. Question just went live. Let's uh, let's see what's uh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> while you're there, of course, of course. Go ahead. Oh, hold on. Ah, uh, here we got. Ashford. Ashford, Ashford La Roque. Ashford got it. He said nothing yet because I put up what you got 
on a Rambler, and Ashford was quicker than Mr. Walsh, who was also quite quick. Um, he said the awesomeness of the kayak fishing radio show Mr. Walsh did, which was quite not quite nice. But uh, Ashford said he's got nothing on the Red- Yeti Rambler yet, so I think we're going to have to give him a Yeti Rambler so he can put something in a Yeti Rambler, and then he'll have something on it. That sounds like a plan. Uh, cool with that. Oh, was it Mike? Mike was uh, was following him closely or behind. He, Mike's trying to get one for everybody in the family, I think. I'll tell you what. That guy's quick. I don't know how many kids and dogs he has, but he's coming after every Yeti Rambler he can scoop his hands up on. So. And he's, there you he's go. a fast one. If, if you cool. guys could, please, while you're at, if you guys could real quick, while you're at Local Lines Guide Service, go ahead and give it a like if you haven't already. Give it a like. Give it a share, too. Share it with your friends. Please. Let people know where you heard about uh, Captain Alex, if this is the first time you've heard from him. I, I have a hard time believing that. He's been on the show a bunch of times. and um, We're going to be giving away some more prize packs as the weeks go on. We're working on getting a couple of more guests lined up for the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to try and get Jason from Deck on here uh, with us in the next couple of weeks. And I'm getting the guys from PowerPole and um, I think Adventurous Custom Rods. I don't know if Durwood's going to make it. He he tells me that he's a little nervous on the radio. If I don't get him, I'm going to get Mr. Ben Stein from uh, from America, uh, American Tackle Company to come on board and talk about the microwave guide system. Maybe we'll get Mr. Ricky Banks to come on board and talk about his lures. Maybe get Chris Sensi to come back on, and I can pretty much just shut up once I do the introduction. If you haven't talked to Mr. Sensi, then you will understand. Or you wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. But oh, Chris has a way of talking. The guy has usually, <laughs> usually doesn't it usually isn't lost for words very much. So, uh, but you know what we want to try and do too is just bring you guys fun, entertaining shows, and um, we keep it lighthearted because honestly, that's just the way we are. We we don't take life too seriously, and uh, you know we just enjoy to get out there and get after it from time to time and catch a couple fish. So, if you guys ever have any questions, comments, or concerns about the shop about the shop about the show, I got the I'm going back to work tomorrow. I got the shop on my brain. Um, feel free to uh, hit me up and um, book. You can find me on Facebook at Charles Levi or Redfish Chuck at, uh, on uh, Facebook there. You can email me at redfishchuck at hotmail.com. Uh, stop by the shop, shoot, shoot the crap with me. I'm always open to that. Um, you know, it's just, like I say, we do the show for you guys. Trust me, it's not for us. We, we, we enjoy doing it, so we hear back from you guys and, um it's it's a lot of fun. We, man, I've been doing it since 2011, so it, this is this is uh, kind of like my, my my redheaded stepchild that I see every so often. Um, just you know, I have lots of love for it. I just don't get to spend much time with it. So feel free to uh, to hit me up um, at any time. And I'm sure the same goes for Alex and, and Peppy as well. Um, you know, one of the things too we're going to start doing, I'm going to start bringing in some more some more guest speakers as well. Um, not just guests as far as uh, a topic guest, but you know, just have somebody else in the conversation. So um, you guys know we have our little contingency over here on Space Coast Kayak Anglers, uh, offering uh, offering seats, so to speak, on our online uh, studio. And if anybody wants to join us in here one night and, and sit in for the entire evening and, and be involved, feel free to shoot me a message and. If you're not from Space Coast Kayak Anglers, that's cool, too. Uh, I know I got a lot of listeners from all around the country. In fact, you know, some from around the world, too. So 
um, feel free to shoot me a message and I'd love to hear from you guys and, and, and get some feedback too. So with that being said, here it is, 8.56 at night. We have somehow another completed another edition of the Monday Night Kickoff Show. Um, appreciate everybody coming on board and, and, and listening in. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here and let you guys get back to it and enjoy the rest of your Monday evening with your families. Don't forget, take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Alex, you want to go ahead and plug yourself real quick, bro? Go ahead and do so. Yes, indeed. If you guys could, please feel free to look me up on the Internet at LocalLinesCharters.com. I'm also available on Facebook, Local Lines Guide Service. Hopefully you guys try to jump on there and get a Yeti because uh, they're awesome. Um, you know, if you want to, you can look me up also. Alex Gorichke is my uh, personal Facebook page, but it ends up flooded with fishing pictures and all kinds of fun anyways. Um, obviously, you know, I want to say thank you to you, Mr. Charles Levi Jr., a.k.a. Redfish Chuck, um, and, and everybody over there at KBB Outfitters and, and Kayaks by Bo, and, and that whole family over there has been just, you know, great to me and, and just great people all together. And I, I have yet to ever run into anybody, and if anything, I, you know, even just recently as of my last charter had had the people that were on my charter thanking me for, um, you know, the amazing uh, relationship that they've formed with Kayaks by Bo and, and KBB Outfitters and, and how you guys have uh, really been pivotal and, and helping people and getting people on the water and, and, and being there for, you know, answering questions and your shop's as good as it gets and, and I, I'm, I'm proud to be associated with it and, and will continue to be. And, um, you know, like I said, LocalLinesCharters.com, Captain Alex Garichke, if you want to find me on the Internet, local lines, doesn't matter. You'll pop it up, I'm sure. Um, you know, i got to say thanks to you guys, of course, Chuck, KBB, KBB Outfitters, and uh, old Mr. Cincy. I'll, I'll have to sit and listen while he's uh, laying down his uh, wrath of knowledge, so to speak, um, on, uh, on the show he calls in because it's always a great, uh, a great time listening to him. And he makes great baits, and I catch a lot of fish with him. So I always like to put that out there. And, uh, you know, power poles, gets, got me one one of those. And, and um, we're getting it on the skiff and, and also doing the kayaks. And it's a great product. And can't say enough about, you know, good, solid companies putting out good, solid American products. You know, Boondocks last week was another one. You know, I'm not affiliated with them. But I'll tell you what, I don't know. I don't like nothing more than laying in that slider and hanging out in the hammock. And uh, those guys got that dialed in, too, so. Cool. Well, don't forget also, too, folks, and I don't know how I didn't mention it at the top of the show, and I really apologize for it, uh, Austin and Becca, but um, the Rouse family is having their third annual Keep Emily in Her School uh, event tournament. At It's going to be held at Kayaks by Bo and KBB Outfitters. Um, that will be September the 13th. Uh, feel free to come on out. If you're not in the fishing tournaments don't worry about it you can come on out and hang out and enjoy the festivities and the raffle and such and if you are in a fishing tournaments go ahead and get signed up i think registration is is indeed open so if you want to pass that along you can find out more information at www.helpemilynow.org helpemilynow.org their sweet little girl has uh has uh, some pretty severe disabilities, and she it's required that she goes to a certain. Wow, it's weird to hear an echo of myself. Anyways, 
Um, it um, requires she goes to a certain school for her classes and such. And as, and as, as again, as always, you guys know, I'm, I'm the father of a special needs child as well. And so uh, it, it is something that definitely hits near and dear to my heart as, as my wife and I are getting ready to send our kids off to, uh, to school as well. So, um, yeah, take a minute, check that out if you don't mind. Also, too, uh, I never, ever ask anyone to do this, but I'm going to start really kind of pushing it because I'd like to see some folks get familiarized with what mitochondrial disease is. Um, if you don't mind going to uh, any of the Mitochondrial Disease Foundation websites and just kind of reading up on it a little bit and kind of familiarizing yourself with what the disorder actually is, there's a lot of adults that walk around every day that probably have mitochondrial disease and don't even know it. Um, it's, it's a disease that affects the mitochondria of your body. Basically, that's the powerhouse of your body, what makes you tick. So um, if you feel, I spell it. Uh, I'm on, I'm on, uh, let's see, I'll try and spell it out in the chat room here, mitochondria, something like that, I don't know, M-I-T-O, I think it's M-I-T-O, um, now you're going to put me on the spot, let me see, give me a second, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. There you go, thank you, M-I-T-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-A-L, uh, mitochondrial, uh, it's mitochondrial disease, so yeah, check that out if you don't mind kind of uh, figure out what that's all about. But anyhow, as always, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Um, it, I really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys are, have been really good to me over the last bunch of years, since, so, since 2011. And uh, the show continues to go strong, and I appreciate that. I stay humble in everything that I do, and, and being humble is a very, very important thing for everybody to uh, to take home with them at the end of the night when you're thinking about you know, where you want to be or what you want to do in life. As long as you stay humble and stay true to who you are, nobody can ever come back and talk trash about you. So just remember that. Um, I want to thank my sponsors, RCI Optics, Tackle Webs, Hobie Kayaks, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods, Power Pole, Slayer Inc., Bending Branches Paddles, and Tova Cameras, and, of course, Sea Deck. And with that being said, I would like to see everybody uh, pop up to the next couple of shows. This week, we have a couple more shows going on. You've got the uh, show that's being done out of Texas. I'm sorry, guys. I don't remember the name of the show. I have been kind of off the grid for a while. Uh, Wednesday night, of course, is the Low Sodium Show. And then on Thursdays is the Buzzards Row with Chip Gibson, who is the godfather, so to speak, of Kayak Fishing Radio, the gentleman who started this whole crazy thing. And with that being said, good night. Everybody have a good night. Be safe. Tuck your uh, loved ones in, give them kisses, and uh, Aunt Mary, I'm going to miss you. Gone too soon. Love you. See ya. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish and the perfect fly rod and get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.